to episode 15 of Two Guys, One Dice Cup. Uh, our episode for this time out is entitled Born Slipping. Uh, the fact we'll be talking about underworld denizens today. So, uh, my name is Al Goldeneye Unicorn, and joining me once again is. Well, from Rash's Cairns. Yay! Did it. Back in the zone. Back in the Once game. again, 15 episodes. Crazy. 15. Yeah. I know. That's silly. And we still haven't had a competition for our one year anniversary that we've bothered to run. So Yeah, we're 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 lazy and we're liars. <laughs> yeah. Lazy and liars. Let's go with that, mate. So it's um it was a pretty successful poll, I think. Uh, it was heavily tipped towards underworld denizens. I didn't I didn't catch the final percentage. Did you see it? Yeah, it was sixty percent towards the underworld denizens and forty percent towards Nurgle. Which I mean, I mean, I, I love both teams uh, in different ways, so I was happy to talk about either of them. Uh, but yeah, I, I I was more inclined to talk about underworld. Um, enjoyed underworld back in the two thousand sixteen rule set uh, and played them as a league league team for quite a bit. Um, they were one of my favourite teams to play in the, the Aberdeen League when I lived there, so uh, yeah. I was a bit excited to get to talk to the, the rookie coaches about Underworld. Um, you guys will hear all about that later on in the podcast, because uh, there's been a few changes. It's the 2016 uh, rule set, uh, obviously with Season 2020 or Season 2, whatever, whatever they've called it, I can't remember anymore. Um, some different different player your options so it's going to be quite exciting yeah it's another it's a good one to talk about i think there's uh the dynamic of the team's changed a little bit that's for sure um i think it's going to be good a good chat but before we get there we um we should meander through all the the preamble that i wonder if some rookie coaches just decide to fast forward to find the you know the guts of the podcast but I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I like to think that they uh, they have a an affinity for our tales of woe based on uh, how woe. How, yeah. how, sh- how shit our teams have been or not in uh, yeah. online play. Well, let's <laughs> let's just hack into that then and um, have a wee chat about what uh, what's on the games front. And I'll take a deep breath. Apologise. Actually, do you want to go first, or because we've got crossover because we played. Aye, aye, oh God, aye, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a lash first. Yeah, there you go. You'll, you'll have to help me out in a few spots. So, first uh, and rookie coaches will remember from last time I was on absolute beast of a losing streak, like proper. It was six, seven games. Iced to to death, um, and it was it was all horrible. And I was ready to hang up my uh, bull spurs for a little while. Um, I think that run continued for a little while after the last podcast. Yeah, I can't remember Pretty what sure. game we got up to in the League of Linemen last time. Um, yep. I think maybe had you had you played Potter? Yeah, played um, him early early on. You played him in round five um, yep. out of nine, and then after that it was um, 
against Jack H. Yeah, we discussed that one against his Norse and he went to town on me, which was lovely. Um, But look, we're not going to discuss the losses again because they're just too sad to bear. But the last two games of uh, League of Linemen, League of Extraordinary Linemen, um, were actually both wins for myself. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But the culmination, the the first one that came along was against Phil. Yeah. Yeah, it sure can, was. You, you can imagine that with all the bad games of dice that I have talked about over the past couple of podcasts, it had to stop at some point. And fuck me, did it not stop right at Phil's doorstep? <laughs> I think, I think it, uh, it touched me in all all the inappropriate places. I don't. Yeah. I I mean, I don't want to take anything away from your win because I, I think probably on paper. Uh, you would have won given the way the game was going out anyway. Uh, oh. Or at least a, a very best for me, I think it possibly would have been a draw. Um, but fuck me, I've never had such a doing over. <laughs> Just to, to, to cut to the end of it, for the rookie coaches and the listeners, I won 4-1 and I was just one... Oh, I get white line fever at one point. Um, no, that might have been another game. There was a couple of a couple of there was a load of defining moments in the game uh, where where things just went. Um, almost everything that you, you needed to happen happened. And uh, I guess yeah. I guess the one the one thing though, from what I recall of the game was, uh, like I had really good block dice. Any ball scatters were very very favourable to myself. Uh, dodges were extremely successful. My blocks were very good. Um, they were needed. Didn't remove that many players. No, I it didn't. wasn't. But you, wasn't, you had a few. Yeah. You had a few um, stumbles. Uh, you, know, you tripped over your own feet and killed somebody yourself. That's nothing to do with yep. me. That's, yep. that's on your dice. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it was it was very lopsided, and then all those other peripheral dice um, rolls that can happen in a game, you know, from the kickoff table, I uh, got a riot when I needed to, uh, and that rolled the rolled the clock backwards for myself to give me another turn to um, to get a touchdown, which I did. Uh, I also got a got a blitz. Um, which, I, which I, I took a lot of risks with, but I managed to flood Bill's backfield with, I think I got at least three players back there. Um, uh, yeah, it was, at least, it was at least three players. Yeah, it was at least three players, yeah. Yep, with a fourth one, um, hovering ready to, to lend support. So there was another, there was another crucial sort of incident that happened. Can't remember yeah. what it was, but it... there were a f- there were a few, you know, like I mean the the blitz. Um, so just to kind of to roll it back a bit, the 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 game itself, you managed to kind of, I think I forced you to score fairly fairly, uh, not early in your drive, but with enough time for me to score. That was the the plan. Um, I think I was down a player at that point, but I still had players on the bench, so I wasn't. At that point, I wasn't overly. Bust, 
Um, I managed to kind of crack my team through um, yours and score myself. So that was my one. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, at that point, that I scored in my turn seven, so we were going into your turn eight. Yep. Um, because it was your drive. And like you said, you got the, the riot, which pushed it back to your turn seven, giving you two turns. Um, and, and my team at that time was benefiting from two movement seven players. One had dodge, yeah. one had lock, so quite good reach. And uh, I still had a, a reasonable supply of rerolls left. Yeah. And and you managed to get through. I can't remember what the the driver for, or what what actually happened for that to happen. Um, and I can't remember if that was the that was that touchdown or the the blitz one was funny because you didn't get a touchdown with that. I managed to get the ball all the way pretty much up to your other uh, the other end of your pitch after getting the ball back from there. Mm-hmm. But um, I couldn't get enough players through to actually score. And then you got uh, you so you were two one up by this point anyway, um, and then you got the ball back, and there was a whole heap of like shenanigans regarding passing and handed off in, um, of course, three yeah. tackle zones. Um, yeah, so you you, I'd literally done just about as much as I could possibly do to stop it from happening. I think this might have been the third one. Or maybe it was the fourth one. It, it, I just felt like I'd been bummed. <laughs> it was just constant. If 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 you want to watch a, a game just to see how like hilarious it was, I would strongly suggest that it's uh it it was you know, from our ashes and golden eye look us up on Flumble, and it's average Josephines, which is my team versus golden eyes pretty boys. It's worth a watch. <laughs> I wouldn't have said my um, dice were horrendous, but they were bad and bad when I needed them to be re- uh, to be average. Yeah, um, that's, whereas, that's a very fair call. Whereas your uh, your dice were they weren't phenomenal, but they were really good when you needed them to be good. Um, and it was all the peripheral stuff. Yeah, played, yeah, played and played to my hands as well. You know, balls bouncing. You know, there's like one square that it needs to go to it's like yes now that's there um yes and then having i've set up for that to happen and then it happens you know the same way that the when the blitz happened i had set forward enough that when it happened i could take full advantage of it you know to the best best of the team's ability um so that was that was our game. It was it was enjoyable. Um, I enjoyed playing it because I got to do things and stuff didn't die. Um, but I was nervous about the last game or the League of Extraordinary Alignment. And regular listeners will will no doubt remember uh, Stephen Brands. His corn team is the one team I have never gotten any sort of positive result from uh, from the original members of the of the league and. That's usually the one game that's guaranteed where my dice will just shit themselves and my team just implodes and Stephen gets to laugh, chuckle and uh, doesn't really have to test his um, extremely good Blood Bowl skills that he has. It, thankfully that didn't happen and I managed to pull a 2-1 victory on the game. Uh, 
and it was and it was quite well contested. Yeah, I watched but, the first half of that, and it was a it was a good one. Um, that was a good a good slanging match, and then uh, I mean the first half it ended one one. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, no, I think did he not score? And he must have scored in the second half, didn't he? Okay, that's uh, uh, yeah. So I've I went in, I scored. Yeah, first, in the first halves, and then he scored early in the second half, and then it turned into a huge stramash in the middle of the field. Uh, just chain pushes, chain blocks. Uh, it was all it was all a bit wired. Um, eventually, I managed to extract the ball uh, and get it up up the pitch for the second touchdown, uh, which was really good. Yeah. But towards the end, it was a bit of a late night, and it was sort of maybe just a long day for myself personally. Um, but at the very end, I got I had two misclicks. Um. From memory, if I hadn't misclicked, I could have made it 3 1. Uh, Stephen was on a bit of a drive, and the first misclick was you know, not standing a player up to make the next block a two dice block. It was only a one dice block. But that cost me because um, I had to use a reroll to make it work. The next thing, I rolled a, a two dice block, and it was a both down and a push. And I picked both down, thinking that my player had block. He didn't. He oh, had dear. dodge. Yeah. It was it was the movement seven player with dodge. And he fucking died, like dead, like dead, dead. Yeah, dead, dead. Um, but that was sort of the tail end of the game, and my I wasn't in any danger of losing it. And I wasn't salty about the player dying because the team is getting benched. That's it. Yeah, that's I, uh, they're they're being parked for the moment, aren't they? Think that I'm I'm tired of being miserable playing them, and uh, I think the rookie coaches are are tired of hearing me being miserable playing them. Even though you know it seems to be at the very end of a league, I manage to get a few wins in, and I get that really good feeling of like, yeah, the elves are cool. Let's do more of that. But that's fucking lies. They're bullshit. Yeah, uh, your your last two games the past couple have been all right. Um, but still, yeah, I mean. Six or seven in the and middle of that, that are just dick. Uh, well, you had you had a win at the start of the thing, I think, um, and yep. then you didn't. Then uh, you beat Brian at the start of the league, and then you went for six games after that, losing straight, uh, and then yep. ran into me, and uh, the dice gods finally gave you a break. Yep. And, uh, and then and then the and, game against Stephen was was quite well contested. Um, I think the, the one of the benefits I had was that he had overslept <laughs> and was a bit groggy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't think I've ever encountered a blood bowl player that doesn't want to win. Whenever it comes down to you know playing a game, you know, unless they're goblin yeah. player or something. You know, I've, even, I've that, never, even then, they're, they're angling after a win. It's, uh, I guess at some point. So. Yeah, or they're out to just fucking murder you. So. So for next yeah. season, when it kicks off, I am um, I'm going to play Skaven. So I'll get the Skaven lineman out, and uh, we'll see how how cheap and how many of them I can get them killed. So should be good fun. 
Yeah, um, you didn't finish bottom either. No, no. No, the, the win against me pretty much made that uh, less likely because uh, uh, Jamie uh, uh, Naf, uh, Nafner and fumble named JC is uh, he t- he was the the whipping boy of the league this time round, and you actually ended up finishing you ended up finishing an eighth out of ten. So yeah, well, he he beat me. He delivered a, one of those weapons to me. Yeah, he was. He got he got smacked about by most teams as well. He lost seven out of nine. Uh, but yeah, you end up finishing the same number of points as Stephen. Um, in the end, it's just your your casualty difference and yeah, was touchdown ridiculous. difference or worse. So yeah. Uh, but he he won the league last year uh, last year last season. So yeah, it's uh, it was a good one. Good one. Um, but then the other the other game of um, the sort of Last minute, I decided to take part in a Granite Bowl online, the tournament that you're yeah. running, and and it's the name of the tournament that both you and I would run. You know, bricks and mortar. Yes. Um, obviously, we've moved it online, so um, I I can't remember why I wasn't going to play initially, but I decided that I should jump jump on the bandwagon, and I uh, to take an orc team. Uh, mm-hmm. The rookie coaches and then the listeners should remember that Fumble were still operating on the 2016 rule set. That's right, yeah. So I went digging back through some of our old show notes and I found the orc roster that I was going to talk about in one of our very first episodes when it was when the poll was human against orcs and the humans obviously won and we spoke about humans. Um I found the orc roster that I was going to talk about, so I decided to um, to run that. That was but, back in the day when both of us used to, uh, uh, when we did the poll, we used we both used to do both rosters. Uh, now now it's very much a case of I just wait until uh, Steve's won, <laughs> then half hours the roster on the day that we're actually recording, like some sort of jackass. I I sometimes have a think about it two or three days before the, I mean, the poll I mean, ends. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually rough. I've usually got a rough idea what I want for either team, but I don't actually write it down and formulate it until it's been confirmed. But I think maybe, um, look, I won't be too in depth uh, into the into the roster just because it's not something that's you can do moving forward in um, season two. Uh, but the. I've got was it four blitzers, four black orcs, troll, goblin, and another orc. So it's a twelve-player roster, uh, three rerolls, and I've stuck one fan factor in. Uh, skill-wise, I put mighty blow on a blitzer, tackle on a blitzer, uh, two block on two black orcs, and two guard on two black orcs. Um, I've run with that. So my first game. I was against uh, oh my god who were they? The one with the mummies dead. Uh, uh, Chris Chris Shambling, Shambling dead. Yeah. Shambling undead uh, played a, a Scots player called Chris Rafferty. Really enjoyable game. Uh, I lost 2-1 I didn't feel salty about it at all. It was a, it was a good well contested game. Uh, no pros and cons. I never got any Solid removals. I think I killed one player. 
uh, in the game, whereas uh, my opponent managed to um, badly hurt Black Orc and had a KO'd Black Orc that stayed off for a good portion of the game. So uh, I, was, I was short a few key players and uh, my troll misbehaved, I think, four times. Yeah. Okay. Decided to not operate. Sorry, three of those times was on a two plus for his uh, really stupid, and one of them was on a four plus because I was playing in the wind. So failing a four plus, I didn't actually mind. Um, but the the three two pluses were a bit a bit annoying. Um, I think one of the it could have there was a strong opportunity for it to be two two. Um, at the very end, uh, Chris was kicking to me. I think it was my. Seven. He kicked to me, uh, and we got a change in weather, and it became a blizzard. It's like far out, you motherfucker. So all my go for it were on three pluses. Um, yeah, and I did everything right. Got the ball. The goblin was off. I didn't bother throwing him. It's because you know Chris. Chris is a pretty sensible player. He'd marked up the troll appropriately. I managed to clear a gap so that the goblin could just run through. And um, you know, I looked at the different dice rolls that were required, and you know, the dodges followed by a couple of go for it's were more likely to succeed than you know, troll picking up a goblin with the ball and throwing him at that point. So yeah, with that, but obviously I um, stacked it, stacked on the second go for it that I needed to do. Uh, and then the goblin went down and stunned himself, and then that was it. So lost to one, but I'm not not upset because um, it was a good game. Uh, and the draw already been done, and my next opponent is uh, a local Aberdeen boy um, by the name of Amroth, uh, who we've already mentioned this podcast that I uh, the last time we played in the league I won. So he's got Amazons, and he's got he's got a Roxy build, doesn't he? No, he's uh, got Macarla. All right. So he's got three three blitzers regard, mighty blow on the other one, catcher block and a wrestle light mm-hmm. moon, and then Carla von kill. Um, yeah, I, I so well, fingers crossed your dice uh, dice carry on from the last time you played Amazons. Uh, well, look, it should be good, and you know I've 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 enjoyed a first tournament Blood Bowl game, so I'm just looking forward to the rest, but. And, and that's all the gaming I've done. Uh, my Settlers of Catan has been a bit lackluster recently. Not, yeah. I've not finished last, but I've not put any sort of good wins on the board um, in the past couple of weeks, which is just sometimes how, how it goes. Oh, Bill. Is up, mate? What have you been up to? Well, I've been quite uh, sorry chilled out on the game front to be honest there's been very little happening I I hadn't played in the last uh, uh, Aberdeen League event, uh, the monthly events that we run uh, because we were we had an uneven number so I, I sat that out just so somebody else could play um, and then uh, so that kind of left me just in the the League of Extraordinary Linemen um, and to be fair I've not had a bad season you know uh, the two players that finished above me uh, I drew with both of them uh, so that was uh, uh, Gordon uh, Hunt, Huntley Loon slash GWI 
1874 or whatever the fuck it is, and Jack H with his Norse. Um, but like my my last two games, well, we've already spoken about the uh, <laughs> the abomination that was the game against you. Uh, skip my, past that night. Yeah, so let's let's just uh, roll on for that. I, re- I remember on that one, I had four sets of double skulls as well. I was uh, yes. thinking back on my note to that. I had four sets of double skulls in the game against you as well. Um, including one where I was like, uh, the, I think it was the the turn. Uh, it was it was a turn that I was like, right, okay, the ball re- looks reasonably safe here. I can take a, a block on the the line, uh, two dice uh, with block against an unskilled uh, elf lineman. Oh, what's that? Double skulls. And then I failed the pickup. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the next turn, I think. Uh, I, it was shit anyway. We, we've established it was a shit game. It was shit. Uh, so uh, my my last game was against uh, Hipster Potter, um, uh, Ross Anderson, uh, and his frogs. Now, like uh, we we speak about Potter quite a bit because he's uh, he's a, a great guy and a good friend of both of us, and uh, he's got a particular play style with Veg all the time where it's just literally batshit crazy. He does, you name it, like. You couldn't get better suited teams to hit the way he plays than Slan, which is what he plays in the legal alignment, and Wood Elves, which is what he tends to play at tournaments and stuff, and and generally in the in the Aberdeen League, because he's always doing crazy shit. It's always the the crazy leaps, the dodges and stuff like that. And I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna have like a bit of a, a nightmare here. Um, after that, I was pretty sort of down after our our game, uh, and I thought, oh. Yeah. I don't even care if I win or lose this game. You know, it's it's last game of the season. The lowest I can finish in the league is fourth, I think, at this point because Kyle had played his game. So, like, I'm not fussed. I'm not fussed here. Let's let's see what happens. Um, I think like I think the first roll of of the game for me was a set of double skulls, and <laughs> at that point I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Honestly. Uh, then uh, I got. Uh, I got. I think he. The first thing he did in his uh, in his game. The first thing he did in his game was um, uh, badly hurt one of my players. Mm-hmm. So they were out for the rest of the game. It was one of my tackle guys. I think he only had one dodge, so I wasn't that fussed about Apple in it. And I had a, a thirteen player team, so I was like, I'm not Apple in that. Um, I had a, a a shitty kind of first half. He was I was kicking to him and he scored in his turn three. So I was yep. like, right, I've got like however many turns to score here. Like you know, I, I should be able to kind of get this through. And I'm pretty sure he. It was a blizzard at the start, and it changed to weather. The weather changed to nice, and I was like. Fucking fantastic. Um, I am sort of going to be fine here. Um, so I, the, 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 the first couple of turns went okay. I badly hurt one of his players. Um, I think I KO'd a couple more. But then like every turn, something went wrong. Like there was a, like a turnover on a, on a dodge. Um, a failed pickup after he'd popped the ball. Um, 
because the way the way things had kind of ended up lining up, uh, we ended up with uh, with him kind of getting into my half mm-hmm. and screening back behind me, and I ended up having to pick up the ball with somebody who didn't have sure hands, and he had a a wrestle strip ball player, so he ended up taking the ball out of my hands, um, and I failed to pick up on two up, and then uh, there was a, a failed pass. To, to kind of get the ball through, all I had to do, all I had to do, was, um, was no. In fact, it was that that was the failed pickup. He knocked the ball out of my hands. I fireballed a couple of no. That was in the next turn. I went to to pick up the ball, and I'd moved. I'd managed to move everybody around, and I would have had a box, um, like a a rectangle where the only way he could have got to the ball carrier was to jump into the rectangle and then dodge through. Yeah. So he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to hit the ball carrier without making a fuck ton of dice and he had no rerolls. All I needed to do was make a pick up on a two up and then make a two up pass, three up catch. Um and I had no rerolls at this point either because I'd had such a sort of shitty kind of run. Yeah. And I failed the two plus pickup. Even if I'd have failed the three plus catch, I probably still would have been able to have a good chance of scoring in the next turn because I still had a turn after that. Because the player I was passing to had sure hands, so I knew I had a free reroll if the pass failed. And if it had failed in and bounced into the the rectangle. The screen that I'd put, it was in a decent place. I was comfortable with that. I was close enough that even if it bounced back the way, my movement seven player had enough squares to get into the end zone without making any go for it. Yep. Of course, the failed pickup meant it, it was in like an area where like it was an easy pickup for him as well <laughs> if he could just move my player out the way. Um, but fa- thankfully, he ended up. Uh, uh, Fluffing the pass that he had to make to um, to get his, the ball up the other end of the pitch to score. Yeah, so I that, think this is this is when I sort of joined the chat just as your game was winding up. When I remember hearing this, uh, well, that was the end of the first half, and All I right. was uh, I was sitting there thinking, "Fucking hell!" Like, I mean, that that's me. That's my game gone now. You know, like I'm fucked. Uh, the best I can get out here is a draw. So my head had gone right down uh, at that point. And then we set up. Uh, we we sort of had a, we were joking about a few things, and then um, uh, Potter likes to mention stuff like, "Oh, what's the odds of me getting a blitz uh, right now?" And sure as shit, the first the, the first uh, roll for uh, for my drive is a blitz. So, so <laughs> next thing I know, all the fucking frogs are in my half. Uh, I managed to kind of get um, get the ball and and, and work my way around the pitch. And at this point things start going better for me you know like uh, the dice start to change and I'm glad they did because otherwise it could have been a, a, like a, a high scoring loss again uh, I scored in my turn four um, I made a decision like I'm like right I'm going to chase the win here because he, his players are, are going off and they're not coming back I think he'd had a couple of KOs not come back in my uh, into my drive mm-hmm and that meant that I was players up. You know, I think you had 12 players at the start. And I think at the start of the 
second uh, half, he only had eight. And I chipped away a couple more players. So by the time I made the decision to score, I think he only had six players left if he didn't get his two KOs back. And neither of his KOs came back. So I'm like sitting there thinking, right, there's still four turns left in this. Um, I can still score here, you know. Um, I've got a full team. Uh, so I think he'd burned quite a lot of rerolls trying to get the ball back off me um, in in the first part of my drive as well. So he, he fluffed a catch. Uh, he fluffed a go for it. And he fluffed uh, another go for it. And I ended up scoring for a, in the last turn for a, um, and the last turn was it was shenanigans, wasn't it? You you were watching at that point, like I, I, uh, he, I know I was I was he, listening on. I wasn't watching. Yeah, he was uh, he was making a uh, he made a couple of valley. I'd made a break for it. I uh, got all the way up the other end of the pitch, and I decided, well, look, um, I'm going to have to you have to st- st- score, uh, stall this out for another turn because otherwise. He's got two turns to score. He's got a movement eight player. You know, like it, there's a good chance he can pull that off. Mm. Um, especially if he gets his two KOs back. Um, so I, I made a decision. I'll get a player parked in front of uh, of this player that I knocked down of his that had managed to, uh, that sorry, that had failed uh, the go for it to get to me to make a, a block on my guy. So I parked a guy in front of him and moved down the way uh, so that he had to make at least one go for it, I think. Um, and he made the, the leap and uh, hit the ball carrier, knocked the ball out of my hands. Um, the guy, uh, My player had fend, so he couldn't follow up. And all I needed was my player not to get stunned. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got stunned. And I'm like, right, well, I've got one player here up the other end of the pitch. That was the end of his turn. I can get one back with a couple of go-for-its. So I had to make two go-for-its first to mark up the player of his that uh, had made the block. Um, and they were standing like right next to the, the end zone. So like I would have to blitz with the player I intend to score with, who thankfully is a plus edge player, so uh, edge four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also going to have to make two go for it and a two up pickup. So I had to I had a two dice block, sorry, two dice blitz. Where I, all I needed was a push. Uh, if uh, a both down wasn't horrendous, but it meant I had a three up, two up dodge as well. If if I didn't get the both down, if I got the both down, double skulls would have been horrendous. <laughs> I got the push. So I had to make a two-up dodge, and then I made a, a two-up, 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 effectively to score. So yep. it was a bit of a, a bit of a nice way to end the, the season because it was a it'd be, like the game before had been tough as f- fucking old boots. Yep. But yeah, that that's the only games I've really played. I mean, I set up Granite Ball to play. Um, I would have played in it if there'd been an uneven number of players, but thankfully there was a. Um, an even number, so um, I'm just... How many, how many is there? Right. 24, isn't there? 24, yeah, 24, 24 players. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you would say that's always pretty good for a one-day, three-game event anyway. Anywhere anywhere in the world, if they were playing it live. 
I yeah, I mean it's it's um it's all Scottish players. Um um so that's that's fine as well, you know. If it opened it up to the people from further afield, we might have got more than that, but we were trying to keep it to a kind of more uh Scottish championship sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah, and and the first round's gone away with without any kind of hitches on the on the pitch. Uh, the second round draws up, and uh, we'll hope, hopefully the second round will go as smoothly as the first one did. Yeah, people uh, but are yeah, all, um, arranging their games, so oh, it'll be good, good fun. Yeah, but that that's me as far as uh, as far as actual games uh, go. Um, pretty lean. Uh, which is fine, you know. It's nice to get a bit of a rest every now and again. Well, yeah, because if, if if the if the Ricky coaches and the listeners think back, like the past couple of podcasts, you've been playing, you've been playing in various different leagues, different events, and on different um, different formats. Because you were you were playing Blood Bowl two as well at one point. Yeah, I mean, so, I think there was one point where I was playing. I played four games online in a in, in a week. Um, I had I had two in one night on BB two as well. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a it was a long slog. So I'm quite happy for a, a bit of a rest, to be honest. And we'll pick up the Aberdeen season uh, start of uh, July, and that'll be uh, a new a new season uh, for the Aberdeen lot. And then I think the next. Um, the next one in the series of the Scottish Fumble events is uh, um, your local guys that are, are putting it on. I think it's an online version of Kelpie Cup. That's in, in July. Yep. So I'm hopefully be look, uh, looking to play in that. Uh, and um, at some point towards the end of July will be uh, season six of... It's season six, isn't it? Of... Uh, League alignment. It will be. I think we've had five. Nope, season five. It'll be season five of League alignment. Um, so yeah, looking forward to all of that, but quite happy for a rest. But that's it on the on the games front. I've not played any other games. So that's me. With all being said and done, then games wise, uh, we should probably look to the painting table. And uh, and laugh about money spent or money not spent, maybe Phil. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah, <laughs> I know that in the last episode we laughed and joked that we might start doing some sort of uh, competition just between the two of us to see whether or not we can guess, you know, relatively closely what the other person has spent. Um, we haven't worked out any rules yet, sadly. But nope, nope. Um. So, well, look, look. Let's let's do what you've been painting. Do do that first. What's what has the actual hobby been so far for you this since last time? So I I've been going through a bit of a, a painting funk. Not not in that I'm I'm like absolutely hating it or anything, but just I've, I've been kind of slow to get started. Plus, I've been really busy at work the past uh, month or two. So. Um, I've not actually done that not done much, but I've, what I have done, I've been quite happy with. So I've made a bit of progress on uh, the Lizardman team I'm doing for uh, one of our friends, um, <clears throat> mainly on the Saurus of those. Um, I ended up stripping the um, 
the Crocs and starting again with that because um, I wasn't happy with how it had come out. Yep. Um, but the other thing that I've been doing is I had a, a whole heap of um, like Stormcast models. Uh, that that's, I was in, that's from Age of Sigmar, yeah? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Stormcast Eternals from Age of Sigmar. And there was there was very, very little chance of me ever deciding to play uh, as Stormcast in Age of Sigmar. You know, like I'm, I'm a Nurgle man. I like Seraphon as well. Uh, they're my two, like, factions. So I was sitting there thinking, what the fuck am I going to do with these? And I'd got, like, a bunch of Blight King bits from when I converted my um, Nurgle Blood Bowl team. So I thought, I wonder how some of these would look on if I converted the Stormcast so they look there, uh, they were Blight Kings, just use them as Blight Kings. But I'll have to make them reasonably nerdly. So I had a good old Drake through my bits box and got some other bits and bobs and uh, mocked up a test model and was pretty fucking happy with it. Yeah, um, and, and it is very good. So, yeah, it came out really, really well. So I thought, well, I'm, excuse me, uh, after, I, after I've painted that, um, I'll see what, what I, I can do with other ones. So, I mean, I, I've been using that one as a test, a test piece, trying out a few techniques. So I, I've added a lot of texture to them. Um, I'm a massive fan of kind of John Blanche stuff and um, Inquisitor 28 and... AOS 28, so it's a particular style kind of uh, around John Blanche's uh, artworks. So a very muted palettes with uh, lots of texture and, and sort of uh, depth to, to the painted jo- uh, job. So I, I'm trying out a few things on it. Uh, I got um, I put some texture paint on and some crackle paint on before I put the primer on. Um, and then I did quite a lot of work working it with the airbrush itself, which I, I mean I've been looking at practicing doing airbrushing on smaller areas, and it came out really, really well. And I started uh, using uh, contrast paints quite a bit through the airbrush, either to add um, like shadows or uh, tonal depth in terms of colors, or to just kind of almost like an ink or glaze uh, over the top of uh, Zenithal priming. So they that came out really nice, and I thought, well, what am I going to do with the uh, the armor? I can just paint it kind of like gold. And I thought, fuck, I haven't really, I've done NMM before, so non-metallic metal, um, but I've never kind of really kind of pushed myself to do a model kind of majorly based on it. I've maybe done a little bit here and there uh, for for details. I thought, well, you know, I'm. I'm smacking out a couple of firsts here for myself I might as well try and give it a go on like I'll try on the helmet or the, sh- the shoulder pad and if it looks shit I'll just go back to painting in gold gold and um and, and work from there but I've uh, I started and I thought it looked quite nice so I just finished the whole model in, in NMM and it's come out reasonably good but I mean, it's not perfect but one of the reasons why um, I thought it was a good model to test that on was because I don't I don't need it to be perfect. No. It just needs to give that impression. Uh, because the other thing I'm going to try is oils and oil washes over the top of it to give that kind of 
grimy kind of dirty kind of look to it so i've bought a a few oils and uh, some spirits and um i'm just going to give that a bash uh, once i've finished a few i've still got a few final details to do at it um and then i'll give that a, a crack uh, I'll, I'll work on a test bit first to get an idea how the uh, the oils work um but yeah i'm really looking forward to it that has actually made me enjoy doing a little thing because uh, like i said i've been going through a kind of funk with that mm-hmm. i've already kind of mocked up the second uh, my intent was doing five to start with uh just to get uh, a group of five blakings that's the squad number uh so i've mocked up a second one as a standard bearer and it's come out looking out uh, looking all right as well so yeah, I'm quite happy with that. I've not really done. I've not really done much else painted than that, but uh, I'm reasonably happy with the output itself. So that that's a positive, I suppose. What about yourself? Yeah, like it's it's been a it's been a funny time for myself because I have not. I was I was on a good run of painting and I've I've sort of hit of a speed bump, but it's it's probably one of my own choice. Uh, you know, our, our listeners and the rookie coaches listening from all over the world. Um, but in the past sort of three weeks in Scotland, the weather has been extremely nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, summer's really kicked in. So when it's come to evening time, uh, you know, longer term listeners will recall that I moved house fairly recently or, you know, in the past year. And uh, that brought a whole lot of sort of stress and worry, etc. But now that the evenings are quite light, they're quite warm. Um, you know, I've been sitting out in the garden with my wife, having a drink, and just enjoying each other's company while our, you know, now that our little boy sleeps a lot better uh, than he used to be. So I've just been doing a little bit more family time in the evenings. Uh, you know, good for your, which is, you know, I would recommend everybody does it. You know, for their own mental health, but uh, it's yeah, been something I've enjoyed. Something I've enjoyed, you know, not having to, only having to paint, you know, my wife's, you know, company. Well, I married her, so, you know, uh, <laughs> got to, that's got to say something. But, um, you know, so there's been that. And then just doing other little odd jobs around the house in the evening while while our son's asleep before we sort of settle in to, you know, go to bed ourselves. So, so painting-wise... Uh, it's been quite slow, sadly. I've still got a Dark Elf team for a, one of my customers um, on the painting table. But, I mean, they're they're progressing, but they're not they're not where I wanted them to be uh, when I recorded the last podcast, which is a shame. Uh, yeah, I have done some work setting up my a new sort of airbrushing area in my hobby room, and picked up a few pieces of equipment for that. And I should be able to get my Soviet tank for the ammo uh, by Meg Jimenez competition done with with some time to spare, which is uh, pretty good. And I dug out one of the the bolt action army that I was working on before the, the sort of global pandemic lockdown started, which is the alternate war sorry, alternate history, Confederate uh, States of America Army for World War Two, mm-hmm. And uh, so I had them painted. I hadn't varnished them. 
So uh, I've just been varnishing all the infantry, getting them ready because I've got a few. There's a few events this year that if if they run, uh, you know, pandemic conditions allowing, then I'll want to be using them. Uh, but it also reminded me that all the vehicles that I've done, I've uh, I've only I've only got muted flat colours on them. Uh, so I've varnished them because I need to attack them with all the sort of weathering powders and oils as well to to make them look dirty uh, and battle-worn. So that's, you know what, it's not a huge amount of achievement, but it's still chipping away um, at it. But I think the one thing it's probably worth noting was that last time I commented that I'd um, bought a wet palette, I think. Mm-hmm. That was part of my, you know, hobby expenditure confession. Um, uh, so I've started using the wet palette and it's extremely good. The The wet palette I have got is by Army Painter. And uh, it's it's done everything that, you know, wet palettes advertise that if I, you know, you can leave your, leave your paints and colours there and come back a couple of days later and they're still good to use, which has been yeah. handy when I've only been doing sort of 45 minutes to an hour painting every couple of days um, means I can slip back in and instantly pick up from where I left off. Um, I asked, or somebody asked me, another another hobbyist I was trying to ask me if I had regretted not using it sooner. The answer is no. Um, I've I've achieved a lot of good good painting um, just using a regular little dimpled plastic palette. A plastic tray palette. All this, all the wet palette is really doing for me now is that um, I can make the most of the short amount of time that I decide to paint. Um, so I think I've I've made the switch to the wet palette in the right the right time of life. I suppose is a good thing. Um, yeah, I think that that's an important point there. You know, like it does kind of uh, it does allow you to kind of uh, like go in shorter bursts without kind of wasting uh, things, I guess. No, that's cool. Uh, I, I, get, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, it's it's good to, to not have any pressure on yourself to, you know, you must be painting models, you must be achieving something. Um, you know, because we're, we're both talking about commissions, but we've we've let our customers know that, you know, the time frame's pretty fluid. Obviously, we're not going to take the piss and Still be sitting on models after six months. They'll they'll get their they'll get their teams, um, because we we also want our paydays. You know, and and as we're about to hear in a little while, I need more money to spend, <laughs> so I need to achieve something. Amazing, yeah. So, uh, but at that point now, it's like, do you, do we just sort of take a stab in the dark? How much each of us have spent? Yeah, yeah, this is it. So it's almost like a confessional, this. Uh, but yep. uh, yeah, um, yeah, I guess have a rough guess as to. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a number at you for your expenditure this month. I reckon right. you spent at least a hundred and seven pounds. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I have spent at least a hundred and seven pounds. I don't know exact. I don't know exactly how much uh, more. Uh, it is, but it's it's definitely above that, for sure. Okay, okay. 
Well, what did you buy? What have you spent? Come on. So I, I think I mentioned uh, the last one that there was a few things I knew were going to be coming out that if they came up for pre-order, I would buy. You know, like can uh, Sod's Law, they've come out like one week behind each other. Um, so yeah, I bought um, Lord Croak, the new Lord Croak model for uh, the Seraphon army that I've got for Age of Sigmar. I think it was about 70 quid or thereabouts. Oh, for fuck's sake. Exactly. I remember you're, you're buying Games Workshop models. I should really have upped my, upped my money prick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so there was that. Um, I bought um, the Redemptionists, the Necromunda Corridor Redemptionists. They came out the week after. They were about 20... 25, 26 quid thereabouts. Um, On top of that, I I bought the House of Faith um, uh, book for uh, for Redemptionists and Cawdor for Necromunda. Uh, That was about 20 quid. I just bought the digital copy of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought the Warcry, the Unmade. I don't know if you're familiar with them. No. So they're like a kind of one of these chaosy kind of uh, cults that are in the Warcry Games Workshop game. And I've got a kind of a long-term kind of chaos cult uh, conversion that I wanted to do um, for Necromunda. Um, Involves them, so uh, I've added. I added them, and that must have been about twenty quid as well, or thereabouts. Mm. And then on top of that, uh, just some paints, uh, the oil paints and the um, the spirits. So I mean, that's easily one hundred twenty-five, hundred thirty, forty quid. Yep, easily. Yep. So not as worse. I could have made it. Uh, I was steadfast. I want to buy Kragnos, the uh, uh, Shaker of Worlds, or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, for the uh, for my giants um, in Age of Sigmar as well. But I, I, I was just like, not just now. <laughs> I'll get onto some of their stuff you. first. Uh, so yeah, I w- but I will end up buying him. I'm sure at some point, uh, if I've got a, a month uh, where there's less coming out, I'll probably pick him up and and what have you. But yeah, that, that's been the bulk of it for me. How about yourself? Uh, cool. well, do you want me have, to make a guess? A, have a stab. I think we've oh. now started in the path of at least how much have you spent? Uh, yeah, I think you've at least spent hundred fifty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes, I have. Amazing. Let's, let's kick in with the big ticket item. I bought a, a airbrush and an airbrush hood. Yep. That mother called. So um, a little air, airbrush and extractor fan um, booth type thing. Because uh, I've, I've, I've been airbrushing for a while, but I've never... I never seem to get a long run at it. It seems he's coming, you know, stops, stop and start, stop and start. You know, I'll airbrush a project and then I won't airbrush another project. You know, 
beyond maybe doing some zenithal highlighting or, or base coats for another sort of couple of months or six months. Yeah. So I've decided that I needed a, a, a better dedicated area for airbrushing. Uh, and it'll become more relevant because I'm going to do more historical models. And that that lends itself to airbrushing and weathering and all that sort of stuff. So um, I splashed out oh, £87 on that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is pretty cool. It's got built-in lights and shit. So that, that arrived courtesy of Amazon very quickly. Uh, then, oh man, I... I was given a code, a discount code for Warlord Games, uh, which expired at the end of May. And I got given it maybe two days before the end of May or three days before the end of May. And it was an extremely good discount. It was 30% off an order. Um, there was no minimum expenditure and postage was going to be free. My God. Yeah. My God. I, um, I filled the the car up with a new army and it was the uh, it's called the LRDG the Long Range Desert Group it was um, an offshoot of the British Eighth Army in North Africa super famous historical nerds will you know get it um, but they they roamed around the desert and you know attacked the Nazis and went behind enemy lines and stuff like that so uh, they are they've got lots of vehicles. Um, very few very few troops uh, okay. so so I loaded up the cart with an army of that um, and then I let it sit for a couple of days because I thought do I really need this like you know I've got a couple of big bolt action projects lined up and I've got the miniatures you know in my hobby room right now all ready to go and at the death I decided no no Alistair you don't need that Let's just empty that car out. Um, but you're not going to let this code go to waste. So I decided to troll through uh, pretty much their entire website. Um, well, the sections that were relevant to Bolt Action and uh, a company called Osprey Books. They're the okay. Osprey Games, sorry. They print the Bolt Action rule books um, on behalf of Warlord. Uh, but they also have their own their own games. So I picked up a rulebook um, for one of their skirmish games called Stargrave, and it's the science fiction version of a game called Frostgrave. I don't know mm -hmm. how familiar you are with them, or or maybe the rookie coaches or other other listeners, but um, a lot of good things about Stargrave. So I decided to throw that in the basket. Uh, there's a couple of little blister packs of more characterful miniatures, um, you know, Tank crews dismounting when their vehicles on fire. Uh, some sort of special characters, you know, like Germans at the chateau. I think they're supposed to be sort of spies and stuff like that. And I just added in some random, random things that I would never normally want to purchase. And uh, Warlord Games. Oh fucking! I can't remember what company they did it alongside. Um, but they brought out a plastic tank kit for a. Uh, one of the big late war German tanks, a Jagdpanzer or a Jag Tiger. So it was fucking big, um, and I wanted one, and I've wanted one for a while. But the one they did before was in resin, and I know that people had been saying that the resin casting wasn't that good on it. 
Oh, right, so they okay. Got, so they brought a plastic one out. So I was like, yeah, I fucking chuck that in the bag. So after after the discount, it came in at £73. So uh, that was that was pretty good. Pretty chuffed with that. Um, I do have to say, though, Warlord Games, if any member of Warlord Games staff is listening, uh, it is now currently the 13th of June, and I placed that order two weeks ago, and it hasn't arrived. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, have you not had any notifications of it? Uh... No, no. I've logged. I've logged into my online account, and it says it's um, currently unfulfilled. And if uh, if listeners will refer back to another a previous podcast when we were doing our our confessional of expenditure, I had bought a special order of three miniatures of um, Soviet engineers from Warlord Games. That would have been six or eight weeks ago they've still not fucking arrived so uh, if there's anybody at warlord games listening could you please check your inbox for all the case numbers that i've already raised for those orders please that'd be lovely thank you so much um yeah that's that sucks a bit you know i mean <clears throat> yeah i guess i guess at the moment uh i, I always feel like you gotta kind of give companies a little bit of a, of a of leeway given the circumstances uh however <clears throat> You know, like if, if there's a problem, uh, or if there's some sort of issue with uh, getting stuff out, you know, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have like an email go out uh, at some point saying, "Well, we, we we've got your order. Uh, here's a revised shipping date." Just so that you know, or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I it, it kind of like shit happens. But yeah, it does. Um. So I thought that was the end of my purchasing for the month, but then I, the regular company that I buy my Warlord game stuff from, um, I've mentioned before, Weldon Tabletop. Uh, he's down in England somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, a message through from him to say that uh, there was a, a rule book, an expansion book that came out for Bolt Action, one of their campaign books for D-Day. It's the, they're doing a series of books and this is the, the the last one of three and um he just received his shipment and um you know he'd remembered that i had asked for one to be put aside and he's like do you, do you still want it it's like well fuck yeah of course i still want it <laughs> so <laughs> so that was a that was a, another quick 15 pounds um but what 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 baffles me is that this is a third party supplier and I ordered it, and it was with me in two days. Oof. Yeah. Super fast. Yeah. No issues. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've read the book, and it's, and it's really good. It's the focuses on the American sectors during D-Day, and it's, and it's a really nice book. It's well-written, good rules, nothing too crazy, um, and it comes with a free miniature of some fucking American soldier. I don't care. It's free. Threw it in the big pile of bits. Um I'll, I'll get to it another time, but so yeah, look, what is that? 87, 73, 15. What was that? Uh, just under, uh, just over 160. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, close to 170. Yeah. Oh, look, if I throw in another fiver, I bought the latest copy of War Games Illustrated. <laughs> so that'll tip it. I'll tip it to 170. Yeah. 
pretty much what we like fucking jokes so yeah I'm not going to spend anything this month you're a liar you're a filthy liar Ah, you're a fucking liar Um, alright I should say I haven't spent well the clock starts now after we finish this podcast so well I'll I'll put I'll put an estimate I think it's it's only right that we put our estimates in in the episode okay Okay. I think I think you will spend over eighty quid uh, by mm-hmm. next next podcast. I reckon you're gonna fuck it, and you're gonna pour hundred and fifty quid down the drain. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see me doing it. There'll be something because uh, Age of Sigmar uh, um, third edition is launching uh, this weekend. Oh, you're fucked. Uh, well, well. I don't want the box. I don't want to collect Stormcast Eternals. And I don't want to, co- uh, to collect the, the new Cruel Boys, although they are really cool. I like them. Uh, I just don't need another army. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I won't buy the box. Um, but I do want the rules. So they'll be a a, a decent amount of money, I guess. Uh, 30 quid or so, I'd have thought, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what else is coming out. Like I said, if if I end up having a lean month, I'll probably buy Kragnos as well. So, like you know, it's easy to easy to jump up to over a hundred quid with just a couple yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I can see it happening as well. Good luck. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, with all that being said and done, Phil and. Uh, Thankfully, everybody's still still with us. Let's get to um, you know the rookie coaches section and start talking about underworld denizens. Yes. Oh so, yeah. So we normally go through um, two different types of uh, roster setups with under, uh, within our kind of uh, rookie coaches section, and the first one we go through um, is the league ones. Um, but I think. The best place to start is obviously to run through the Underworld team itself. Yes, very much so. That, so whose who's turn I, is it? I can't remember whose turn it is, but I really hope it's not fucking mine because uh, yet again, it's, this is a goblin situation where there's like fucking 20 different things involved in it and I'll end up losing my you know, mind. You know what? Um, I'll, I'll, I'm, no, no, I'll, I'll follow my sword on this one. I, I think it is my turn. I think it is my turn. If it isn't, if it isn't, then you'll. If it isn't, then you'll do the next two. Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. So, so for the rookie coaches, if you've got your rule books handy, you're looking to turn to page one hundred and twenty-seven, okay, and we're going to talk about the Underworld Denizens team, and so we're going to run through the positionals, um, of which there's quite a few. So bear with us. So the first one up is, is zero to twelve, and that is the underworld goblin lineman. They cost forty grand, movement six, strength two, agility three plus, passing four plus, AV eight plus. They come with dodge, right stuff, and stunty as their um, starting skills and traits. Primary skill access is agility and mutation. And then secondary skill access is general and strength. Uh, the next positional is new. 
to Underworld, and that is uh, zero to six Underworld Snotlings. They cost 15 grand, movement five, strength one, agility three plus, passing five plus, uh, armor six plus. And they come with dodge, right stuff, sidestep, stunty, swarming, which is a new rule for 2020, and titchy. They also have agility and mutation access, and secondary skill is general. Then we're on to zero to three Skaven clan rats. They cost 50 grand each, movement seven, strength three, agility three plus, passing four plus, armor value eight plus, and they have got animosity uh, towards the underworld goblin lineman. Primary access is general and mutation, and their secondary access is agility and strength. Then we've got zero to one Skaven Thrower, cost 85 grand, movement seven, strength three, agility three plus, passing two plus, armor value eight plus. They're also carrying the animosity rule towards the goblin lineman, but come with pass and sure hands. Primary skill access is general mutation and pass, and secondary access is agility and strength. And then we've got zero to one uh, gutter runner, also costs 85 grand, movement nine, strength two, agility two plus, passing four plus, and armor value eight plus. They, of course, also come with uh, the animosity rule towards the goblin lineman, uh, comes with dodge. Primary access is agility, general, and mutation. And secondary access, uh, secondary access is passing and strength. Then we go, continue on to the Skaven Blitzer. 90,000, movement 7, strength 3, agility 3+, plus, passing is 5+, plus, armor value is 9+. Plus. Uh, they also come with animosity towards the goblins, and he comes with block. Primary skill access is general, mutation, and strength. Secondary access is agility and passing. Uh, I can't remember if I said zero to one, but you only get zero to one blitzers. Uh, and then a new addition is there's a rule that an Underworld Denizens team may include a single big guy chosen from uh, among the following. So they've actually got a choice now. Uh, so the first one is a zero to one Underworld Troll. Costs 115 grand, movement 7, strength 5, agility 5+, plus, passing 5+, plus, armor value is 10+. Plus. Mm -hmm. They're always hungry, loner 4+, plus, mighty blow plus 1, projectile vomit, really stupid, regeneration and throw teammate. And they've got uh, mutation and strength as their primary access, and secondary access is agility, general and passing. And then the Mutant Rat Ogre makes an appearance, uh, 150 grand, movement 6, strength 5, agility 4+, plus, passing, there is no statistic for it, uh, armor value 9+, plus. he comes with Animal Savagery, Frenzy, Loner 4+, plus, Mighty Bow Low, plus 1, and Prehensile Tail, uh, primary skill access is movement and strength, Secondary skill access is agility and general. 
70 grand for team rerolls, uh, classified as tier two. And they've got special rules, which are bribery and corruption and underworld challenge. Motherfucker. Fuck, fuck. That's a lot of positionals. Yeah, uh, and I'm doing the next two because uh, we did uh, Elven uh, Union last time, and I'm mm. pretty sure you did that one. I did the <clears> Goblin <throat> one. So I'm, I'm going to end up doing two. Oh, sad uh, times. Sad times. Uh, but, but yeah, it's a, it's a lots, good roster, I think. There's a lot to take lots in of there. Options. So I know I mentioned that the Snotlings are a new addition. Uh, to the underworld team, but what I didn't say was that the they've reduced some of the other items that underworld get access to in terms of the blitzers. They used to get two, they now get one, uh, and they used to get access to two throwers. They now get one, and they never had access to a gutter runner. Uh, well. I'll... I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that changed right in the back end of 2016. Remember it when did. they released that, um, uh, that was spike, which spike. had uh, Old World Alliance, Chaos Renegades, and uh, Underworld in it. Uh, so there were a few of the You're changes right that were made then, but uh, the, the big ones, I think you said uh, uh, obviously the uh, the addition of the, the Snotlings and the addition of the option of the Rattle rather than the Troll yeah. are the main kind of ones, I'm pretty sure. So let's start talking rosters then. So as as you mentioned, Phil, we talk about league rosters to begin with. Yes. Uh, and it's a classic league where you get to spend a million gold pieces. And uh, once we've talked through our, well, once we've presented our rosters when we talk through, we usually like to discuss the, the different skill paths that we would go down with some of the players, um, you know, based upon a sort of five or six game league. Yes, that's right. So I've said yeah. enough. Can, yes, you can kick uh, this one off, mate. <laughs> uh, I'll battle I'll on with this one then. Yeah. So um, I've gone with the troll uh, for 115k. Um, I've gone. I've taken all three of the uh, the clan rats, um, so that's 150k. Um, I've taken the gutter runner, the blitzer, and the thrower, so they're 85, 90, and 85 respectively. Uh, five goblins, one snotling, um, an apo, and three rerolls, and that comes in at dead on TV. Uh, 1,000 or uh, 1 million gold pieces or whatever you want to call it. Um, I did swither a little bit between the app, leaving the app in or out or out of the different, an extra uh, player or two. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've ended up with 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 13 players, I think. Start with with an app, which I think is reasonably good. The Apo obviously being reserved specifically for uh, some sort of uh, catastrophe relating to the gutter runner, the blitzer, the thrower, or the troll. Yep. Uh, I don't think I'd bother with it on the clan rats or the goblins or the snotling. So, uh, but yeah, that that that's kind of where I was thinking. What about yourself? Uh, you know what? Really close. 
So I yeah. I went with the I went with the troll, underworld troll. I picked up the blitzer. I picked up the gutter runner. I picked up the thrower. I picked up the three um, clan rats as well. Uh, and then I've got one, two, three, four. I picked up five goblins. Mm-hmm. This is that's the same number you picked up, isn't it? That's right. Yep. Yep. Five goblins. Then it went for three snortlings. Okay. Uh, three rerolls, one assistant coach, one cheerleader, uh, and that is bang on a million gold. Yeah, and yeah, I think the, the snotlings are an interesting one. Like, yeah, it might be, it might be kind of, might be worth kind of talking about that. I, I noticed we both went uh, the troll. We, neither of us touched the rat ogre yeah. for this. this. Yeah. Well, let's. There's there's two talking points here before we start discussing uh, skills and player development. And that is the the omission of the rat ogre and the inclusion of uh, um, what you call them. Snotlings. Which one do you want to talk about? Uh, so, as far as the troll goes versus the rat ogre, well, I'll maybe kind of touch on that. You know, like rat ogres are fine. I, I think that the, there's an argument for having them on Skaven teams. There's an argument for not having them. I think the argument for not having them has improved uh, with the changes to animal savagery from wild animal. Yes. Um, and and that argument kind of bundles through into my feelings towards it in the uh, um, underworld denizens team. Um, I also think so, like the underworld trolls AV ten plus, uh, mm-hmm. whereas the rat ogre is AV nine plus. There's already a lot of low AV or lower AV team uh, players in the underworld team. I think it's nice to have a bit something a bit more reliable with the troll, and he and he has regen as well. Um, yep. Frenzy is useful, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there are th- there are things that are good about the the the, the rat ogre, the prehensile tail, the fact that you can get a mutation on a primary with these guys is brilliant because you can get claw pretty quickly. But I mean, a troll with claws pretty much as good as a tro- as the rat ogre. And it's 35k cheaper. Um, you're losing movement, but I mean, to be fair, it's there as a um, as a tarpet. You know, uh, you're not you're not likely to be keeping up with the team. Um, you just want the troll to slow down other people. So I'm not I, that. I don't mind only having movement four with that. And really mm-hmm. stupid isn't isn't going to kill my players. Uh, whereas yeah. animal savagery could, um, yeah, that that sums it up for me. Um, the only two additions I would throw in for taking the troll over the rat ogre is obviously, if you really need to, the one turn touchdown option is yes. there for the yes. throwing the goblin. Um, and I'm sure I highlighted it before when we spoke about another team, but uh, projectile vomit. Yeah, when we were talking about goblins, yeah, projectile vomit yeah. definitely, um, uh, definitely, it, it's, it's a useful non-turnover action. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's really good. And all your points were points I would I would have made um, as well. Uh, 
in that sort of troll versus um, versus rat ogre conversation. But the snotlings, that's good chat. Yeah, so I mean, we obviously we both took snotlings, but you went with three, and I only went with one. I went with three, um, and and to 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 delve into that, I need to um, I want to talk about the swarming special rule. Yes, which is uh, which is exactly look. It's swarming page eighty seven of the Bowl twenty twenty rulebook. Swarming during each start of drive sequence after step two, but before step three, you may remove D three players with this trait from the reserve box of your dugout and set them up on the pitch, allowing you to set up more than the usual eleven players. These extra players may not be placed on the line of scrimmage or on any of the wide zones. So, if for my roster, yes, if, if you if you take the the snotlings out of it, I've got twelve a twelve man roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got a, I've got a small bench, but then once you add the three snotlings in, uh, I wanted to take three because you've got the chance of D three. Snotlings joining, coming onto the pitch. Uh, and I just want some extra bodies on there. Or shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's exactly um, exactly why I took one, at least, uh, uh, in, in my build. My intention would be uh, to, for my first two purchases, to be uh, two, two more Snotlings if I didn't have to replace any other players so i'd kind of thought well like i've got 13 if i take two more players as snotlings um then i've got 15 players uh with enough space for a star player if i get a a big um distance in tv uh for against an opponent uh or a bunch of bribes Uh, and like you said if you can end up setting up uh the reason why I definitely would take one at least is because the minimum you can uh, can put on the pitch is one. Uh, so yes. I would always, if I've got a snotling, I will always be starting with uh, with or, uh, with twelve players on the pitch. Twelve players, yeah. Uh, so that that was kind of that was my thought process on that um, yep. on that front as well. For me, so it we're was pretty much we're pretty much aligned with that, except you you would take them earlier whereas i would take yeah. the apple i think yeah and a first purchase would be an apothecary yeah so the the, the one thing that kind of confused me with yours um is the is chucking it and uh, chucking money into the fans not the fans the uh coaches and cheerleaders instead of either saving it in the uh in the treasury to mm-hmm. make your your leap to the apple or putting the twenty k into dedicated fans, so you've got more chance of making more money earlier. Yeah. No, look, that's that's probably a valid point that I should probably throw it into the dedicated fans section. But um, I just got this feeling that having money in the treasury for this team, I just got a feeling it's like if once you've got it, spend it. Well, feeling I mean, I. I feel like I mean, so I would be investing thirty k, uh, and I'm I'm pretty comfortable I could get that within my first 
two games for for definite. Mm. If if not uh, first game, you know, it's, uh, that's a, there's a good chance of that happening. Uh, so I would mm. have I would have mine set up and good to go. So any money on top of that, I I would. This is a team where I would strongly uh, suggest having enough money to buy probably the troll kicking about in the uh, uh, rebuy the troll kicking about in the um, uh, in the treasury uh, and because by proxy then you could you could afford to replace the gutter runner or the blitzer or the thrower as well because um, you are going to lose players eventually on this team I think yes um, they are yeah, you're, you're going mean, to lose Golden yeah. stones are going to die pretty quick. But I mean, so Snotlings easily replaceable, fifteen k, not a problem. Goblins, worst case scenario, you're going to end up with a loner. Um, who gives a fuck? It is literally a meat sack. You know, it's um, the the one thing that you're going to be doing with a goblin is either fouling with it or uh, dodging it uh, through. And Laura doesn't matter for either of those. So, apart from cases where you're dodging, uh, where tackles involved, but you're probably not going to bother if that was the case with the the loner and just let it soak up a hit. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I'm. um, I think we're we're fairly fairly ballpark in the same kind of route. I mean, I think the three rerolls is is a good place to start. Yeah. Um, for sure, I don't think I would cut that at all. Um, well, there's no need. There's no need no. to do that. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's 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 probably that's probably where we are with that one. I I, I it would take. I I would like to hear somebody's argument for taking the uh, the rat ogre over the troll because I'm yeah. just struggling with that one. You know, I just I just can't see it. I can't I can't get my head around why you would take it. Um. It just doesn't make sense, and I don't think tro- I don't think trolls are are the best big guys generally. But the trolls useful on this team. Yep, I agree. Um, so, do you want to talk skills? You know, yeah, we, we do our yes. story of you know during the first five games, what sort of skill development for um, for different players you would go for? Yeah, so I think. I think can, we, can, I we just, look... can we just sorry, can we just make some really super obvious ones? See the snotlings? Nothing. <laughs> well <laughs> yes. No. I think I think you're probably just gonna cycle snotlings, yeah. If if you've got money in your in your um uh in your kitty, if it skills up, you're probably just gonna I mean there's an argument for taking a random on it, I suppose. Because you might end up with sneaky git for really cheap. Um, yeah, but like if yeah the yeah the one yeah if they if they get if they pick up pick up an MVP, you'd just be so fucking gutted. Yes, yeah, I wouldn't be aiming aiming to sink any um, star player points on purpose into snotlings. Yep, they are there to do fouling. Um, I would probably support. use this. I would probably use the snotling for the one-turn touchdown because you've got Titchy and you can run through tackles or a two-up. Yeah, but um, he's one less movement, mate. He's one less movement than the goblin. That's true, uh, but uh, yeah, 
Aye. They are literally just going to be a support piece. Yeah, they're there to film and assist each other in fouling. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I would advocate cycling them through for TV management um, as much as possible. Yeah. I, I uh, not plan get, on, and not get attached to them. Um, yeah, I plan on not giving them any skills at all. No, no. They just deserve. They're just no, no. Don't do like, it. Like I said, sneaky git. There's an argument for sneaky git um, on them rather than the um, than the goblins. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you know, like for me, I would probably. Let's work our way back up the way in terms of okay. shit as players up. For goblins, random. I'm not picking a. I'm not picking a skill for a goblin. I don't think. And no. I, th- I th- and I think I would do fifty-fifty randoms between. Uh, in fact, fuck it. I'm gonna stick my neck out here. There, I would roll all the randoms on the mutations thing. I agree. Uh, no because. Um, you've got like big hands, great. Uh, two heads is great. Um, claw would be funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, horns would horns be funny. Is, horns is funny and great. Um, disturbing presence you know, would be entertaining. Yeah, uh, foul appearance is, is 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 not horrendous either, given the fact that uh, if somebody's got a roll before they even hit a goblin, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, but I mean, I, if they hadn't got something like one of the good ones of the mutations within the first skill, I would cycle them out as well. Yep. And I'd be aiming to get one with uh, one with horns, so I've got a, a one dice on things. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I would even consider if I got one with horns, maybe taking uh, next, uh, two heads on the next one, so they're dodging in a two up. Into cages, um, you know. It's, so, what what they got might might dictate what whether I take a non-random on the next skill for some of them. But you have to think with these uh, this team. I'm going to want to take bribes, so I'm going to probably want to keep TV reasonably. Manageable, yeah, manageable without bloating it. No, um, I, I had the same thought. I, but in my notes on my team, it was uh, goblins are random or mutation, just to see what absolute chaos um, would ensue. Uh, the only thing I would definitely target, though, would be getting at least one with a big hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that that. I think big hand for recovery is brilliant. You know, like um, they don't have the goblins themselves don't have animosity, so you're literally mm-hmm. you can hand off to the, yeah, to the uh, gutter runner on a two up without having to make another roll. Uh, it works. It's bad the other way um, in that obviously animosity is there for the uh, for the skaven to uh, pass or hand off to a goblin. Uh, but the um, but yeah, I think picking it up on a uh, three up in a tackle zone, dodging away on a three up with a built-in reroll, yeah. 
yeah, it's worth having. We've we've had that discussion before with the Chaos Renegades yeah. with the, the the mutations we would yeah. do in those. So what you were saying about the animosity, that's why we've just discussed that we would be using or at least you would use the snotling to be thrown. Mm-hmm. The yes. Skaven, the Skaven will, will give it to the Snotling, no problem at all. Absolutely, because you will be picking up in the backfield with your gutter runner and taking it to the, the Snotling. So that, sorry, I, I should have mentioned that at the time. That was one of my reasons for doing the one the one third touchdown with the Snotling. Um but yeah, I think uh I think that, that does make a little bit of difference. Um but I mean at the end of the day, if you if the, the goblin's a better choice. Uh, it's still only a two up on animosity, uh, but fewer rolls you have to make the better, I guess. Yeah. Um, anything else you would add with them? Um, the goblins? Uh, no, no, not for the goblins. For little buggers. As far as the clan rats go, so I, actually, I see sorry, them... oh, sorry, with the you goblins, uh, actually, the one thing I would maybe think about is. Um... Oh. Sidestep. Yeah, I do. Like because you've got the sidestep, because you've got the sidestep on the snotlings, having it on the snotlings, but having it on the snotlings and some goblins is really fucking annoying. You know, it's uh, so yeah. Mm. I mean, I could I could see the argument for having a couple of goblins with uh, with like. Agility skills yep. uh, down down that route, um, but it's, of, it's just it's just when yeah. I see when I see the goblins downfield getting blocked, and they're still standing, being able to sidestep further down the field in the in the direction that you want to go, mm-hmm. or or not being pushed backwards. You know, if you're if yes. you're going for the line of scrimmage, not being pushed backwards out of range is. Is what I see there. It's the old, um, the old one as well, where you've uh, had the opportunity to um, th- um, the the opposition's fluffed their pickup in the backfield, uh, one one square off the uh, off the end zone. This is very situational, but I mean, I, it's it's happened to me, uh, and you throw the goblin up, but but you. You can't score a touchdown, but you can get the ball, and you mm-hmm. get the ball, and you're standing next to somebody, and all they can do is um, is hit you next turn. They can't get anybody back there. If they don't knock you down, and it's a push or a defender stumbles, you can score on their turn with sidestep. So there's there's this disruption and arguments for sidestepping there for a number of reasons so yeah, yeah. i can see that i can see that be that being a thing yeah. um but, but working up the roster we're onto the clan rats now the, the three clan rats that we've each bought yeah so so i i see them more as um like frustration pieces and um uh sweepers mm-hmm. so i think i think the first skill i would give them would be wrestle um, I, I like I like the fact that they've got uh, movement seven. So if they're standing up, they've still got four spaces that they can move. And against teams that 
you're probably not going to put them on the line of uh, the line of scrimmage for uh, on defence, uh, but they will they may be a, a target if um, your opponent's got a blitz. So um, having that that the defensive kind of uh, element of wrestle as well in there is helpful. Uh, but I also think because they're movement seven, they're a good sweeper. Um, yep. Being strength three um, with average uh, agility. So, yeah, I think my, if the first skill I would probably put on all of them would be wrestle. I I could I could I could maybe dis, uh, decide to put block on on a couple if if the league was kind of would depend on the league composition. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think I would go and wrestle, and then you know what? If I made it a sec- to a second skill within a couple of games of those, I think I would give one tackle, and the other two fend. Uh, maybe, mm. maybe another, maybe one of them kick. Um, so th- that's kind of my my thinking of it. I think kick's quite a good skill for this team. Yep. Um, given the the speed of the the Skaven element of the of the team, but uh, yeah, so that that would be kind of my my thought process. What about yourself? I well, I would be going down a planned path for for them. I wouldn't be rolling anything random. Um, I see the three of them as being a bit of a Swiss Army knife, so I'd be looking for a mm-hmm. um, block tackle for one. I'd be looking for a, a block claw for another, and then the third one would be kind of similar in, in vain to you, but it would be a, a wrestle strip ball. Yeah, so I've got strip ball as a as a potential sort of third the uh, skill. Um, but I guess for first skills, two block, one wrestle, and then I'd be looking for tackle claw. Strip ball after that, just so that there are there are toolbox. Yeah, I like the um, I like the claw thought. Um, for sure, I think that's if I was going to put block on one, I think I would probably go down that route myself. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I that that would very much depend on the on the league. I think. Um, if there was a couple of, if there was a, a decent amount of AV eight plus, uh, so sorry, nine plus uh, teams, I think I would I would be inclined to go claw uh, on them yeah. uh, as well, or I on at least one of the block ones. Yep. Yeah. That's um, I think rookie coaches have to understand that you 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 do have to invest in the mutations uh, for this team. To give them the the tricks that they need to to win games. Yeah, interestingly, they're they're the only one out of all the positions that we've been talking about and the ones that we will be talking about where I haven't really kind of considered um, mutations being a big deal. Um, but I can see, I can see you you may be going down that route. So yeah, it's very very much still open. And you're right, this is a team where mutations are a big deal um for certain um 
Next up in the Thrower's... line is Thrower. Yeah, Thrower. Yep. So for me, the first skill I would give them is block. Yep, uh, agree. And and for th- for these guys, in fact, for most of these, it's uh, anything above goblins and snotlings. It's all planned. I'm not doing randoms yep. for anything. I don't feel <laughs> that's it. That's the right route. The, the next skill for for the thrower, I think I would go with extra arms. Um, for the for picking up on a two up. Um. And if I made it to a third skill with that, I think I would go with big hand. Yeah, you see, I agree on the block thing. Uh, again, mm-hmm. all planned progression. But when it comes to the, when it came to the thrower, and for a second skill, for the life of me, um, I was thinking two heads. Yeah. I was either thinking I was either thinking two heads or uh, get him dodge. So dodge would be a secondary skill. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So not right. That's yeah. That's why I've got two heads. Yeah. To make so his I, to make I, his dodge better. Yeah, I can see the two heads thing. Um, I could even see going down the route of. Two heads and then big hand, um, because you're you've got the you've got the pick up uh, reroll with with sure hands. Yep. So three up with a reroll versus two up with a reroll could be what six one yeah, half but, dozen or another. Yeah, but what, what you're saying uh, but, though, to get to get two up with a reroll, you've expended a skill. Yes, to get them to get them that. Whereas. I'd be I'd be happy riding the luck with the three plus with a reroll. Yes. Then enhancing that with two heads and obviously block which we've secured. So yeah, no, I actually talking about that, I agree. You know, if we went with two heads, um first you've got the two up, um, two up dodge, um, and then big hand second gives you the three up pickup of the tackles or that actually has quite good synergy with yep. the uh the rinse and repeat style uh, remove uh, remove the ball from the play, uh, the opposition player's uh, hands mm. and recover in a tackle zone. It's almost scaven, uh, like full scaven team sort of shenanigans. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I, I mean, no, no, that, that I I agree. Maybe going down that two heads route um, is a is a better option. Um, how about for the gutter runner? You know, like, oh, yep. I, I think that that's one where I, I went specifically along the lines of block. Uh, again, <laughs> straight off, having a blodger is useful. Yep. I no, then, the I, same. I then went with big hand. Yep. Same. Um, because I want to be able to pick up in a tackle zone or a two up and fuck off. I want to be able to yep. pick up in three tackle zones. Uh, it's exactly it's exactly Skaven Skaven's uh, style yeah so it and is, then, it is blocking big hand and then I, I the, the toss up for me with the third skill if I got to it with the, the gutter on there was two heads were going for making dodging through multiple tackle zones 
better or sprint um, for making that uh, making the escape a little bit more um, mm-hmm. sort of giving a bit more distance to that. Um, but yeah, I could be persuaded other things. Yeah, I never, I never thought that far down the path for a third skill. Um, I wasn't really wed to one or the other with that, um, so I didn't feel. I mean, strip ball is another useful one on a on a gutter runner. Um, yeah, um, but it's whether it's whether you want a chance of your luck with that or. Well, yeah, he's um, he's your he's your only gutter runner. You can always use him wisely. Yeah. Um, so next up was the blitzer. Yep. If we if we don't go down the same path here, then we're fucking lunatics. So it's, yeah, it's two it's two mutations. Yeah. Well, so oh, I, I definitely <laughs> went with one. I definitely went with one. Yep. For sure. So we both went with horns. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, so no, no. So I went with uh, mighty blow for the first skill. Uh-huh. Um and then claw for the second one. Uh yeah. Yep. Um now obviously there's not the same synergy between claw and mighty blow as there used to be. Mm-hmm. But the, it's still good. You know, it's still a good combo. Um yep. um then I I decided I think I'd probably have chosen guard um as the third one. However, I could see hordes as well. Um, I'm 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 horn and claw all the way. Yeah, I think because mighty blow. You... I, I think mighty blow works on a wider range of things because claw only works on uh, AV uh, nine plus. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, so if you have a league full of uh, um, full of elves, like then, yeah. elves and stuff, then mighty blow is going to do you a lot more. Um, a lot more service on that, I think. So that was my reason. And I think, I think it can be demonstrated with with kind of data and stuff that Mighty Blow um, helps you gain casualties quicker um, if you take it first rather than claw. I cannot argue that logic, mate. So um, if I was if I was going to backtrack, it would be horns and Mighty Blow. But that I think claw, mighty blow, mighty blow, then horns. Yeah, no I horns think, and I, mighty blow. I think I think I would probably still go mighty blow first. Um, I think horns is, is. I don't think horns is a bad choice. I can see that being a, a good thing because you've got. Um, yeah, I mean, it gives you the strength four and the blitz, and you are going to be doing the bulk of your donkey work as far as blitzes goes. Yep. With with the blitzer. Yeah, because I was going to. I was going to justify that by scrolling back through the roster. It's like every turn you get a blitz. Who the fuck are you actually using the blitz if it's not going to be him? Well, so the only other player that you might blitz with is the wrestle, tackle, strip ball clan rat that you've got um, as a yeah, sweeper. But you, need, but you need to build him first. And Yes, so the main blitz is almost always going to come from the Skaven blitzer. Yeah, because he's ready to go with block right now. Yes, um, I think he's. Uh, I think that that gives you a, a good kind of kind of range. I mean, like I say, horns is is a good shout because 
a loan breakaway or a, uh, um, an armor three player. Sorry, an armor three, a strength three plus a uh, strength three player. Fuck it, hell, strength three player uh, would uh, would then give you two dice on the blitz, yep. uh, rather than one. So I can totally see that. I don't. I don't think that's a bad choice as horns. I do think I would go mighty blow first. Um, if it was a team full of, uh, sorry, a league full of elves, I don't think I would go claw. I think I would go uh, horns um, anyway. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think I would probably go claw then horns maybe. I, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact I kind of want guard. In amongst things, but by the same token, I don't. I'm not convinced he's the right player to to have it on, because you are going to be doing the majority of your hit hits with him. Yep. That's why uh, you should have a couple of snotlings running about at his heels to help him. Yes, yes. So that's where your snotlings and goblins come in is adding that assist or cancelling out other assists. Um, exactly, and then that's where horns uh, keeps him at strength four. Yes. So I can totally, I can totally get on board with that one for that. So now we're back to the the last one, which is the troll. Yeah, back to the troll. Um, so, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, well, I, I would actually invest a, for the first skill, I would invest in a secondary and take block. Okay. I, I'm gonna be boring with that, uh, and say, well, like, I mean, I kind of want this guy to be more reliable. I don't want him to be too diced uphill. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I would probably go with block. And then I think I would probably take claw for a second skill. Um, mm. I could be I could be convinced to take guard for a second skill. Um, I've I've only assigned him one skill in terms of his development and his prehensile tail. Yeah, that that's not a bad shout either. Um, I also think, I mean, tentacles isn't as good as it was, but I also think tentacles no. is a good, a good shout, but um, a prehensile tail is an interesting one. Yeah. Ten, as you said, tentacles isn't what it used to be. And, you know, when you look at the, what dice need to be rolled to escape a strength five player it's easy done but it's easier yeah. done than it used to be whereas prehensile tail guarantees you a minus one yes i i think um i think that, that's not a bad that isn't a bad one i like i like claw on the on these uh on the big guy though I like chewing through uh yeah but for um, the it's, it's, it's it's for the same discussion point though that you've raised is that if you're in a league full of elves or you know Amazons or whatever you know armor armor um, sort of AV8 plus then the claw is muted exactly the troll's already already got mighty blow uh, and what what I see being an issue is that if there's a lot of your opponent's players that are able to move freely, they can gum up the works, whereas a prehensile tail and even if you're lucky enough you know, scrolling back down to the goblins if they're randomly rolling mutations and one of them gets a prehensile tail, oh, brilliant Yeah, 
I think they're easy blitzed off though. Um, yeah, but if that, again, if that's the case, then they've used their blitz just to to shift a goblin. Yeah, I think what I would say as well is if you go the, in the prehensile tilt route, uh, there's a good strong argument for chucking the arm bar on as a second skill. Um, so that's the one where effectively it's mighty blow on a failed dodge. Right. Um, so that gives you like, and I think I think you're right. It's it. It's situational. Um, if you've got like a, a league full of uh, edge teams, then removing that plus, um, uh, removing, sorry, giving minus one to the dodge is big. But also adding uh, mighty blow to that fail, that dodge failure is mm-hmm. also big because uh, they tend to be uh, low AV as well. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't have that on a, uh, adding them in. If I wasn't going down the prehead cell tail route, I wouldn't have that. Uh, though it would be the synergy would be with, with the prehead cell tail route yeah. for me. But, uh, I guess yeah. I mean, it's it's good that we've got differences, mate. And you know, we should have reminded the rookie coaches, and I'm sure they already know that we we don't discuss our rosters beforehand, so we get little discussion points like this when we have different different views. Yeah, and I think I, I don't think either's right or wrong here. I think it's uh, very situational to what you're playing no, up against. No, we've, um, we've, we've done well with the league rosters in terms of the development skill. We're on a very similar path. I'm I'm almost nervous to start talking about the the tournament list. <laughs> I think, are, are we, I think, are we yeah. ready to do that? Yeah, yeah. I think we're ready to move on to the tournament stuff. Okay, so. Tournament-wise, tournament-wise, good reminder for all the rookie coaches, we're still using the NAF Championships 2020 rules pack, which affords uh, teams 1.1 million gold to be created. And uh, they run a tier structure, and underworld denizens are classified as tier 2. So they get to take six normal skills and one one uh, secondary on their players. Yes. So you went, you went first with league. Yes. I believe that then gives me the honours for going first. I, I'm going to put it out there right now. I don't think I've got this right. Right. But <laughs> okay. I'm glad you found out. So again, I have gone for the troll. Mm-hmm. I have then loaded up two goblin linemen. I have yep. then got the Skaven Blitzer. I have got the Gutter Runner. I have got the Thrower. I have got two Skaven Clan Rats. I have you then got two. two Clan Rats. Yeah, I've got yep. one, two, three, four, five. I've got six Snotlings. Jesus, right. And then I've got <laughs> Then I've got Glart Smash Rip. Right. And then I've got three Redolls and a one Apothecary. Bang on the nose at a 1.1. So I've got 14 regular players. And then Glart makes it 16. Except that, yep, I've got six Snotlings. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't think I've got it right. 
I think that's, that's a very risky roster <laughs> to yep. take. In all honesty, I, I, I don't think I've got it right. What are you? What are you doing? I'm just trying to work out how many players I've got. So one, two, three, four. I've got I've got fifteen players. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, wait a second. Well, I've got one, fifteen, two, including four. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You do, uh, but. <laughs> Let's go through mine. So I've got I've gone with a troll as well. Uh, yep. Troll, gutter runner, blitzer, thrower, three clan rats, six goblins, one snotling, hack phlegm, scuttle spike, and oh, two yeah. reels. Ooh, no apothecary? No, but I've got 15 players. Yep. So... Wow, I'm, we are very different. And I've also, because Hackflame's effectively a roided up gutter runner, I've yeah. also got um, got two gutter runners, so I'm not so fast if if the gutter runner carks it. Um, yeah. So, as far as skills go, what did you what did you take? I well, quick. Quick discussion about Glart. So, 195 grand. Where are you? 195. Move 5. Strength 4. Agility 4 plus. No passing. AV 9 plus. Comes with block, claw, grab, juggernaut, stand firm, and loner 4 plus. And he's got the frenzied rush special rule once per game. When he performs a blitz action, uh, he can gain the frenzy skill, but have to declare it before you activate him. Um, or when he's activated. Uh, that's just to give you an idea, or to give the rookie coaches an idea of what I've already added into the team. So basically, he's a big block claw, block claw grab fucking guy. So. Yes. So, so, so. Uh, the troll. I have given him prehensile tail for the okay. same discussion points as as previously uh, to tie up players. I have given one of the goblins two heads to make his dodges all the better. The Skaven Blitzer has got given I've given him mighty blow. Um again for discussion points that we've already covered previously in the league section. The gutter runner gets block. Uh, the Skaven thrower gets block. And one of the clan rats gets claw. And the other clan rat gets horns. And for the for the astute rookie coach listening on, I've not used the double. Okay. I don't think I've got it right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think your team's quite. You'd have to have a lot go right. I think is my feel feel feeling on that one. The lo, the low armor value on the snotlings and strength that that team's going to get punched. To shit, even against yeah, uh, I... even against a yeah. stunty team. Um, if you come up against goblins or uh, or halflings. I think you'll get pounded. 
Yeah, as I um, said, I don't think I've got it right, but I, I, I just like the idea of Glart just smashing the fuck out of folk. It's it's all about putting them down and then getting swarmed by snotlings. Yes, so I could I could I could get my head around that uh, concept. I think that if that if that comes off, um, that that's good. Um, it's, it's, think, the goal would be as soon as somebody is down, it doesn't matter who they are, the snotlings are there, just starting to, to kick the shit out of them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't even if it's just a basic lineman, who gives a bit? They're going. They're getting it. And the fact that you've got swarming means you can have more players on, so that that that's fine. You know, it's uh, you've got a good chance again, a good number of extra players on the pitch. I think. Um. Yeah. Okay. What, what about you? Um, I I would say I've probably gone a bit more competitive <laughs> and a, a bit more conventional than you have. Mm-hmm. Um. So obviously, I think well, I'll. I'll do what you did with uh, with Blatter. I'll explain why I took Hack Flem. So Hack Flem, like I said, is a bit of a roided up um, guard runner. He's so he's move nine, but he's strength three, uh, which is useful. Uh, he's edge two up, um, PA three up, and AV eight up. He has dodge, extra arms, uh, loner four up, prehensile tail himself, and two heads. So I've got the he's a he's a good disruptor piece. He's a good uh, ball recovery piece. He's a good um, player to uh, to get the ball to. Um, uh, and he's also got that um, uh, special rule treacherous. So once per game, if team if a teammate is a, in an adjacent square to Hackflem is in possession of the ball and Hackflem is activated. That player may immediately be knocked down and Hackflem may take possession of the ball. No turnover is caused as a result of using this special rule. So Hackflem can take a ball off a player. So I don't even have to make a roll to uh, to receive the ball. As long as the person who's got the ball is standing next to, uh, to Hackflem before he is activated. Uh, that's not a problem. Um, so I've I've taken him for that reason. He's got a fuck ton of skills. He's good at picking up the ball. So that 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 was my kind of uh, thought thoughts on the process. Uh, as far as the other skills distribution goes, so I took block on the troll. I thought the the my thought behind that was it's a tournament. You're probably going to come up against a few teams with big guys who have also got block. So not taking block means he's less like uh, he's more like if I hadn't take block him he's more likely to get smacked about by other big guys. So that was that was kind of my thought process on that. Um, just just as more of a protection thing, but also if I can use him to whittle away um, shitty unskilled pieces on the line of scrimmage, that's fine. That's fine for me too. Um, <laughs> Other skills. So the gut, the gutter runner. I I went a bit fruity with this this one, uh, in that I went with strip ball for the gutter runner, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't intend on necessarily running the ball with the gutter runner. I I want to use his movement and uh, agility to uh, 
to give me an opportunity to recover the ball uh, on defence. Um, he's got dodge anyway, so um, it's not a it's it's a bit of a loss not having a block there, but I, I think I can cope with that. Um, so the blitzer. Um, I hummed and hard about this. Uh, I did think claw initially or mighty blue initially, uh, but then I decided with tackle. Um, if I come up against another edge team, I want somebody fairly reliable to uh, to take out some of their lodgers or or dodge players. Um, the thrower I gave block. Now my intention with the thrower is I would probably carry with the thrower. Um, until I got either Hackflem or the guard runner in a good position and then get the ball to either of those two. Because oh. um, you've got like seven squares with the um, thrower plus nine with either of Hackflem and, and the guard runner. So you could cover quite a large area of the pitch with, with those two. Um, so so yeah, block, block makes him a bit more of a reliable ball carrier. And as far as the remaining skills go, so... Uh, that's one, two, three, four. So I've got three more to go. Um, I would take wrestle on one of the clan rats, uh, block on another one, and kick on another one. Mm-hmm. And I think kick with this team would be good because I've got the option of getting. So if I get a blitz, I can have hack flame and a gutter runner in the other player's half. Hassling the ball, uh, the, the the player. If I kick deep, for example, hassling the the player at the back, and I can create a screen between them and the front line with goblins, um, with dodges. I try and get as many of them through the, through the uh, around round the line as that, so that then the the player at the back has to pick up the ball. If they don't, they're getting hit with uh, um, uh, one of those two picking it up in a tackle zone and scoring the next turn. Uh, or they have to throw the ball over a screen of my players to make sure they don't get hit the turn after. So, yeah, I, I, I would I, kick, kick's useful. I mean, that, 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 hey, that, that kind of relies on you getting a blitz. Uh, but even without that, Kicking deep against a slow team is great. Kicking shallow and swarming it with uh, with players early on is good. You know, so I think uh, I think kicks useful. Wrestle would give me the sweeper, and block would give me another another player to uh, that's got movement seven to kind of hit. Yeah, I that, think that, the rookie coach. That's is, my thoughts. I think the rookie coaches listening on should realise that I have not got this right. I've got it funny. It'll be fucking hilarious, but I think Phil's roster is the, the optimal, optimal yeah, roster did, to go. I did look for a way to get both Glart and Hackflem in there uh, mm. by getting rid of the troll and going with uh, Glart instead. Yeah. Uh, but I just didn't feel it was worth it cutting down. I know, I know, my one's got two rerolls. Uh, however, a lot of what I would be looking to do uh, and maybe have to reroll is covered in a lot of the skills that I've got. So um, I think 
I think I'd go down that route. And I, yeah. I would be fouling with the snotling every turn he was on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, for the same reason that you were discussing. Um, and I'd be looking at starting uh, whichever drive uh, with eleven uh, with 12 players on the pitch with the snotling was swarming as well. So... Um, that that be that be my kind of thought process on that. So I think that's that's pretty um, that's, that's pretty it. conclusive, I would say. What what rating would you give these guys uh, in terms of likelihood of winning a tournament? Or, or this was tricky. This was a tricky one, but I would have to land it. Uh, I'd have to land it at five. Yeah, I think I would agree. Either a, a, and depending on the rule set, I think a, a five's a fairly solid uh, call. I think a six is 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 potential. So a, low, a lower six, if there's such a thing. Um, I've played against uh, Underworld and uh, in a tournament, and that that player went on to win the tournament. Um, so they, they are they are they can they can win. Uh, they've got, but um, that was that was in their previous iteration, wasn't it? It was, when got, yes. And they got two throwers, two blitzers. They didn't have the gut yes. runner, and they didn't have the snortlings. That's correct. Yes, and uh, you could uh, you could effectively take I think uh, Glar and get a stab stab on it as well. Um, at the time, um, I think there's a, a better chance of them uh, winning back then. There, there there probably is now. However, I think. If you got a good run against your opponents and you're you were lucky with with not losing players hand over fist, I think you would probably be um, probably be an annoying team to come up against. Mm-hmm. It's the best way of doing that. As far as other but, star players go, um, sorry, have you got anything else you want to add to no, that one? I was just going to comment that I think they are, and they would be an enjoyable team to play to use. Um, I think they would give you a lot of pleasure, a lot of comedy. Uh, and as I said, you know, in their previous iteration, I've played them quite a bit and enjoyed them, enjoyed them greatly. So now they're good, they're good fun for for rookie coaches. And the benefit of them is that they're a combination of different teams. So if you're a, a goblin player and you've got a Skaven team. Uh, you can merge them together. Use the miniatures to 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 play to play this, which is is what I've done in the past. Absolutely, you know, yeah. I, I think that that's a good shout. Yeah, I don't own an underworld team, but I do own a goblin team and a skaven team, or I can use I can play underworld as well. Um, it was always my goal as a hobbyist. In advance, I painted them in the same the same strip, same uniform, like a weird rotted yellow, so that they could um, intermix with each other. And to update it, I just need to add a bunch of snotlings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, I think they're a, a, I think you mentioned there as well. You're like if you've got goblin team and a skaven team. Um, it's another way you can play, you know, um, as well. If you're getting bored of getting smacked around it all the time as a goblin team, uh, yeah, fucking gives you a bit more of a competitive edge. I think they're a, a good goblin team 
and a um, not so good Skaven team if you look at how they play. Uh, but still, with uh, with the uh, threat, uh, the threat that they could, uh, everything's going right. They could uh, wipe the floor with you. So, yeah, yeah quite quite an enjoyable team. I, I like them. I'm looking forward to playing them in this rule set. But as you were saying, we were about to talk about um, the other star players that are open to them. Yeah, so they get access to both the bribery and corruption ones and the un- underworld challenge ones. So that gives them uh, Black Gobbo, Glart, Kraken Crumbleberry, Hackflem, Helmet Wolf, Morganthorg, and Varag, I think, uh, are the ones. Now, I like the Black Gobbo because he allows you to foul twice. Am I look, if I'm looking at a team, he's two two five versus Hackflem, who's one hundred and eighty. Um, I can, if I've got five k in the bank, I can get Hackflem in a bribe for the same amount, yeah. or just five k more. Um, I also don't think I would take him over Glart either, unless no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't take him over Glart. I wouldn't touch Kraken Crumbleberry with a shitty barge pole. <laughs> Nope. Um, I don't think there's much point in Helmet Wolf. I'd rather take two bribes. Um, Morg, 340. I think I'd rather have. I think I'd rather wizard. have Hack Fleming. I think I'd rather have Hack Fleming a wizard. Yeah. Um, Varag's an interesting one because he's dropped down in price. Um, I think if I was down a troll. And I had enough money to take him. I'd consider it because he's he's strength five, so um, I think he would be an option uh, in that respect. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I, d- I doubt it. I think I'd be more inclined to to go along the the hack flame route and and um, a couple of bribes. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, um, that was the case. Yeah. So I mean, they've got they've got access to a, a decent range of star players, but I, I do think you'll see Hackflem quite regularly. He's uh, he's one of these star players for this um, this rule set. He cover he's available on so many teams, and he's a good player. Um, he offers he offers a lot more to to quite a lot of different teams. Um, and like, like we discussed, Glart's a good a good option as well. So they're they're probably going to be your more common ones, I think. So there um, you go, rookie coaches. Yeah, it's underworld denizens. I am um, a fan, and you, uh, as we were talking about, you don't have to buy them as an individual team. They'll they'll form as your collection of miniatures um, forms around you. So. You do decide to go mm-hmm. down that path. Good luck. Uh, let myself and Phil know if you used either of our rosters. Another hint: don't fucking use mine. I don't know what I was drinking at the time, but it was not good. That that's some Kool Aid. I wouldn't have been taking this up on. Yeah. Um, roster, but if you do use my roster, thank you, and good luck. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a tough tournament. Uh, but it, I, if it if everything went right, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that, that kind of brings us close to the end of the podcast. So the only thing we've got to cover up is uh, what our best endeavours for next time are. Oh. All right, mate. Well, I've got a busy month ahead. I've got a son's second birthday coming up, and that's going to chew up a lot of free time building building stuff for him. All right. Mm-hmm. Climbing frames and manner of crazy stuff. Uh weather you know summer's continuing so all i can all i can hope for is to uh, you know get a chunk of this dark elf team done and um a chunk of this soviet tank done that i need to paint that's and try and not spend any money luck yes yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm i on you go, sorry. No, no, I was just going to bemoan that my best endeavours are still playing catch-up to last month. Yeah. I, I'm pretty much the same. I mean, I, I expect I'll get some, make some more headway with the lizards and um, do a bit more of my um, swamp cast Vikings. But other than that, um, I have fairly low expectations um, due to, like you said, weather being nicer and the Terms of family trips being higher, and uh, yeah, I don't see it. Um, I don't see me getting masses done. And fingers crossed, I won't spend a massive amount of money on plastic crack. Fingers crossed. Well, as we're wrapping up, rookie coaches, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, it's important to us to get any feedback. So if you want to send in any requests, if you think myself and Phil should be talking about a particular team or if you've even got a rules question or you want to highlight uh, local tournaments or local leagues that you run in, um, we do we do operate sections in our podcast where we cover that. Um, we haven't opened them up recently, just there's been a bit of a drought, uh, but hopefully vaccinations will, um, will see us through. Well, have you got any sort of closing thoughts? Uh, no, that's it really. I think... Um... I've enjoyed chatting about the underworld this time and um, look forward to what we come up with for our listeners to choose next time as well. Great. So, Stay safe. Take it easy.